Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. You are in the spotlight with Brian Gardner for this Thursday, March the 20... Uh, what is what is it, Jeff Tech? 26th. Okay, thank you. March 26th, 2015. Good to have you all here for our second of three shows this week. You can tell how out of it I am. I remember what day it is. That's crazy. Um, okay, let's... As I mentioned on Tuesday's show, the idea... Look, we, we kind of broke our unspoken in the spotlight yearly March rule by having a show opposite NCAA tournament games. I told you the other night we're going to do the best we can. We're going to try to get on and off as quickly as possible. So I'm not going to go crazy rambling here. I'm going to quickly remind you all what I have to remind you, and we're going to move quick. So that's what we're going to do. Let's see if I can do it. Let's see if I can get this show in in an hour. Fingers crossed. All right. So before we get going, I want to remind you all of how you can interact and contribute with us during our show. You can do so by emailing us at itspotlightbg at gmail.com. Again, it's itspotlightbg at gmail.com. That's my email as well as the shows. And please remember to put in the subject line of email some idea of what that email is about, feedback, question, or comment, whoever you're, you wanna, you're addressing somebody in particular on the show. Just give us some idea. Wrestling fans, non-wrestling fans, you can, again, Submit questions and comments during the show if you haven't already done so before the show. You can do so by email as well, but you can also do so by Twitter. You can tw- follow us and tweet us at ITSpotlightBG. Again, it's at ITSpotlightBG. That's my Twitter handle as well as the show's. And for anything you tweet regarding, so whether it's a question or comment regarding wrestling or something else, whatever the case may be, use the hashtag, hashtag ITSpotlight. Again, it's hashtag ITSpotlight. Or since this is a special all-wrestling show tonight, you can also use the hashtag, hashtag ITSwrestling. Again, that's hashtag ITS Wrestling. You can also find us on Facebook to find our fan page. Search for us with our full title of our show, In the Spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our page, like our page and go ahead and post whatever you'd like to post. Facebook, Twitter, email, we check them all. So don't be alarmed if we don't reply back or use, acknowledge, or mention whatever you post or sent on the sh- post or sent. Don't worry. We just can't possibly reply back or use everything that we get. Just rest assured we do check. We, if you post or send something, we do see it. This is all a wrestling show, so we um, any questions or comments submitted before the show, we've already looked through. We've already picked the ones we're going to use. Again, we're going to do very little of that tonight, but we will do a little bit. Um, and again, anybody out there that wants to continue to wants to continue to send in a question or comment or wants to do so throughout the show, you may still do so. We will pick maybe one or two from that batch at the end of the show, depending on time, and we'll do that too. So we are going to do questions and comments, but it's going to be very brief. Just be aware of that tonight. Um, and that's, and really what we will do is we will start by, obviously we are previewing WrestleMania 31 here tonight. That's why we're doing this show. That's why we're on the air tonight. We will go over the card, make predictions, do our usual deal with previewing pay-per-views. Uh, this is WWE's biggest pay-per-view of the year. So um, we will preview, talk about storylines, angles, all that good stuff. And then again, at the end of the show, do a really brief questions and comments. Uh, segment, and again, you can continue to send in questions and comments throughout the show, and we will pick a few of those 
along with the few we picked from before the show tonight. So, all right, and I will give you all score updates. I know we're on the year opposite the tournament. Um, I will give you score updates throughout the show when needed. We have two games going on, North Carolina-Wisconsin and Notre Dame-Wichita State, both of which are close right now. Wichita State was down early, but they have come back. So I'll give you updates throughout the show. Without further ado, let me start bringing some co-hosts on here. Mike, you are in the spotlight. Well, let me tell you something, Brian Gardner, brother. We don't have time for Hulk Hogan feast tonight, dude, so let's just bring on the immortal young Justin brother. Well, so he can be the one. He can be the one to drop the big leg, dude. Well, wait a second. There is somebody introduced before, because you know how you know how he gets. Let's say hi to the person that always needs to be introduced in the proper order, because if he doesn't, he's going to feel like he's somehow less of himself. Or I don't know. I can't cycle babble tonight. I don't, I don't have the mindset for it. Everybody say hi to the annoying Jeff Tech. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. That Jeff Tech brother, he sure likes releasing that stress, dude. He is the greatest technical guru, brother, in terms of releasing that stress all over the ceiling. Jack. Dear God. Okay, and now let's introduce... Uh, Young Justin, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, let's just bring him on. I can't stop that. You're, you're Justin, you're in the spotlight. Oh, my God. <laughs> Justin, you're on, bud. Yeah, I was going to do something giggling. I can't, I can't, like, stop. His Oak Hogan stuff is so stupid. <laughs> uh, I'm brother, tired. Brother, I'm tired. I just want to say, dude, you're stupid. When I bench press that 12-ton giant over my head in front of <laughs> 2 million people at the Pontiac Silverdome, dude, and then I dropped him and dropped the big leg on him and held up the WWF championship, brother. That was the moment I said, dude, you're stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I'm okay. sorry. Well, my voice is my voice is gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let's let's welcome back Justin because I think it's it's been a while since he's been on the show, so nice that the weather cooperated for once. Yeah, but it's still not looking like that great. So I'm still a little worried about tonight. I I I I wouldn't worry. But, okay. Anyway, um, like I said, we will give score updates throughout the night. Um, I, I know the Notre Dame-Wichita State game's at the half right now. Wisconsin-North Carolina just started. So, okay. So let's get right into it because um, we don't want to waste time. Uh, we have – I said this on Tuesday. Boy, are we glad that there's a lot of multiple-guy matches because that makes this a lot shorter because then we don't have to worry about, like, eight or nine individual matches. Um, I'm trying to pull up. My computer is running incredibly slow, so bear with me. Uh, okay, there it is. Jeff Tech, you are so unhelpful. That is not even... Okay, there you go. Um, all right. So, uh, as we all know, WrestleMania is a longer show. It's four hours instead of three. Plus, you got the two-hour pre-show, which 
we'll have a match, and that's the first match we are going to talk about is um, the pre-show match because that's going to be the – I mean, if you, um, it's technically on the card, I guess. Oh, I take that back. There is two matches on the kickoff show, everybody. The Battle Royal has just been added to the kickoff. What? It's on the WWE website. What the heck? Wow, they way to make that Battle Royal important, right? Wow. Um, like, like what? They don't have that many matches. Why would they have it in the pre- They're going to oh. give, I, I guess, Daniel, maybe Daniel Bryan lobby to give the ladder match a lot more time? No, let, let me tell you something, brother. They have to, I, you know, I, I'm drinking tea. Sorry, I can't do the much right now. I'm fed because they have that stupid musical performance. Oh, that's It's going to eat time away from the matches that need to be on the show. That musical performance should be on the pre-show. Who cares? You know what, though? Even with the musical performance, they don't have a lot. Like, that doesn't... I don't understand that, actually. Because the Battle Royal didn't take that much time last year. Wasn't it, like, only, like, 13 minutes at most last year? Yeah. Like, that's not that much time. I don't under... Uh, that's, that is a weird decision. I really don't understand that. But anyway, okay, so the I guess we know the two matches we're going to start with. All right. Um, but that that really, I just noticed that. I hadn't heard about that. And I literally just saw that on the WWE.com website. But it's there. Um, all right, so WrestleMania. We're going to start with the kickoff show, which now features two matches, which I imagine the, the tag team uh, match will be first. The tag team championship match, which will feature... Where in the world is my page? Oh, right here. Uh, WWE Tag Team Champions Tyson Kidd and Cesaro versus The New Day versus Rose Matadors versus The Usos. So, Fatal 4-Way for the Tag Team Championships. Um, I guess The Uso brother that got hurt. I think it was Jay, right? Was it Jay? Yeah, I think it was Jay. Um, I guess he's been cleared enough to perform. I don't, but they can hide him in a Fatal 4-Way. So. Um, all right, so that's your match. And I'm waiting for Jeff Tech to tell me who's going to... Oh, I guess I get to start. Oh, give me a... Go, thank, thank you for giving me the tag team match. Um, all right, there's, there's, there's not much to say here. I, my feeling is this. They're either going to give the titles back to the Usos or they're going to keep them on Cesaro and Kid. I do not think they're giving them to the New Day right now. Because they haven't, near, then again, they've done Stranger Things, but I, they're, they, they're barely doing anything with them. Although it's weird that they're giving Los Matadors more airtime. But I don't think they're going to give it to him here. I honestly think it either stays put with Ty, uh, Tyson and uh, Cesaro or the Usos win them back. Um, and I, 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 I guess the only reason to give it to the Usos is because they would think, oh, well, it's start, we're starting the, on the kickoff show. Let's put, two, let's put the face tag team over. But... I think it's one or the other. I think it'll be an okay match. Um, they'll, they'll do a lot of spots. There's a lot of guys in here that are, you know, they like to do these crazy spots like Kofi and uh, Kid and, and the Usos even do it. Not 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 only I, mean, I don't imagine one Uso would do it because one of them's injured. But um, so I think it'll be an okay match. They'll probably they got a two-hour kickoff show though. So this is the one time that the kickoff match will probably get some time. Uh, no, it'll. it'll it might be okay, but my prediction, I'm going to say Cesaro and Kid retain the titles, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Usos win them either. 
Mike? So so we're doing the tag team match? Yep, that's the first the match. Is, is it a gauntlet match, or is it just like a... Fatal four-way. This is fatal, fatal four-way. It's a fatal four-way, okay. Because if it was a gauntlet match, it would be way easier to predict. Then the Usos would be uh, the winners. Um, because they love having the Usos win them gauntlet matches. <laughs> uh, and I wish I was joking about that, but I'm not. Um... God, all right, I want my matches. Uh, I I agree with you. I think we're going to end up with um, Cesaro and Kid winning. I, I there's really no reason for them to even lose at this point. The Usos had their run. One of them's injured. Right. So uh, we're going to put the titles on the Usos just so the injured guy can work another match. No, no, no. Let the Usos take some time off. Let him let let the gimmick kind of rest for a bit, then bring him back with when he's like healthy, and have him make an honest run at the tag titles. Hopefully, at that time, will be held by the Ascension. But here, I'm going to say um, Cesaro and Kid, or I think they're going to win. I honestly okay. think that's what's going to happen. Justin. I have a feeling they're going to kind of do it like they did with. Uh, stand on Miz and just, you know, put it right back on to the Usos because why not? I mean, no one really buys the other teams. The exact exception of Kid and Cesaro. Hmm. So, uh, you know, so pretty much my money, I, I gotta go with uh, Usos. I mean, it's just, it's really, it seems like the only team they care about. I will say this, too. If they, you know, one thing I think is going to help Cesaro and Kid maybe retain, because you know how this whole argument, like the first match, you do whether it's the kickoff or whether it's the first match on the actual card, the whole thing is, oh, wow, we want the faces to go over to keep the crowd, get the crowd involved and hot and everything. Well, if they're going to have the Battle Royal second, if a face is winning that, like Ryback or something, then... You know, they can go, okay, the first match can be a heel winning or something. So that could lend itself to Cesaro and Kid. But who knows how the crowd's going to react. Cesaro and Kid might be the faces and the Usos might be the heel. So. Well, well, if it's a smart, heavy crowd like any WrestleMania roof. Yeah, uh, true. Then Cesaro and Kid are going to be cheered out of the building. So they should go over. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so now we move on to the Battle Royal. Down to the Giant Battle Royal, second annual, which just got moved to the kickoff show for some reason. Um, and among the participants, we don't know every participant yet, but The Miz, Axe, Curtis Axel, Ryback, Fandango, Adam Rose, Zack Ryder, Jack Swagger, Titus Near, Darren Young, Big Show, Kane, Eric Rowan, Mizdow, Sin Cara, Goldust, Heath Slater, Mark Henry, Connor, and Victor, both of the Ascension. That's all we know for sure right now. Um, there'll probably be, there'll definitely be more names, probably, or maybe there won't be. I, I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, Mike gets to start this one off. Mike. Well, in my mind, despite everybody, there's only like two major front runners. Uh, obviously, the big one is Ms. Dow. but I don't think 
Miz now actually needs to win. Um, I think this might be the year where they finally take the winner of this match seriously, despite it being on the pre-show. And if that's the case, then Miz now cannot win. He needs to eliminate the Miz. And I think that moment's been booked solid since they took the match off the card. I think this will probably be... Um, I think Ryback will probably win. I think he's the one who could probably do something with it. They've been looking to push the guy anyway. Um, yeah, I'd give Ryback the uh, the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal Championship Trophy and kind of use that to propel him uh, maybe into something, unlike Cesaro last year. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Ryback. Why not? Justin? Like Mark said, there's only two options. It's either you've got to be right back or Scotty Miss now. And it all depends on what they do with, you know, with the trophy. If they pull Cesaro and, you know, forget about it after a month, well, if you're going to do that, now they put it on, uh, put it on Miss now. What would be funny, what would be hilarious, is if Mizdale wins, then Miz tries to take the trophy on him, kind of like he did with the uh, with the Flammy. Hmm. And you know, so he has the Flammy, and Mizdale has to carry like uh, like he has the uh, trophy, and Mizdale has to carry around like a, a mini trophy. Hmm. Yeah, so we find until we finally, you know, snaps break away. Uh, I mean that would make sense logically, but if they're trying to build up Ryback. And if they're trying to build up right back for maybe a match down at SummerSlam against a certain Bulgarian uh, for a certain possible U.S. title, this could be what they could use to help build them up. For. Mm. So, knowing them and knowing Vince's obsession with uh, Macedon, I'm going to uh, go with right back. I think the guy that should win this is Ryback. I think it, it, it makes the most sense. To me, there's two things in this match. It should be Ryback to win, and then Miz and Mizdow get, like, a moment, too, where, you know, either Miz eliminates Mizdow when he's, like, close to winning, and then it, 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 and then on Monday we get Mizdow just turning completely on Miz and finally exploding. Or Mizdow eliminates Miz, and then Miz explodes on Miz down and attacks him Monday. Either way, there should be a moment there that carries that storyline. And then you have Ryback win. That's how it should go. Ryback gets his moment, and then Miz and Miz don't get their kind of storyline moment. And then there's two payoffs in the same match. And I think one thing's for sure, I think what's going to happen, if Ryback's winning, you're going to have Big Show like probably be the last one there. And it's going to be like Cesaro last year where he put, it's a big spot with Big Show at the end. That's where it's going to be. I've heard a rumor. Now, look, take it with a grain of salt. There's this rumor going around that Sheamus is going to be a last-minute entrance and win, and he's going to eliminate like Ryback and Mizdow so they can get him over as a heel. I don't know if that's true, but I've heard that going around. We'll see if that's the case. There was all these rumors of Sheamus returning at WrestleMania to screw Cena or Bryan out of, in their respective title matches. I don't know if that's true or not. But it's, it's, I guess it's possible that Sheamus could disappear and then 
win the Battle Royal, but we'll see. Um, but that is out there. It's a rumor, but take it as it is. But I think Ryback I, I think Ryback should win. I think Ryback will win. That's my feeling. Okay, that's the kickoff show. Now, the, ne- the, the, the way we're going to do the rest of these matches is this. We're going to go in what I think might be the order. Um, not necessarily an order of importance and what, what should be important, but based on what I think they're going to do with the order. Because, you know, if you know how they usually set these, these uh, pay-per-views up, set WrestleMania up, you know kind of how they like to do things. I think the opening match on the actual show is going to be the ladder match. Because I, it's a, it, it, they used to do Money in the Bank all the time. It gets the crowd hot. It gets them into it. So I think the Intercontinental Ladder Match will start the night. And then that way it kind of distances, distances it from the main event, which is obviously very controversial. There's enough distance there. So people will forget about it by the end of the night. That's probably how Vince would think. So I think Intercontinental Ladder Match is going to be the first match on the actual card. And that match, of course, features the champion, Wade Barrett, R-Truth, Dean Ambrose, Luke Harper, Dolph Ziggler, Stardust, and Daniel Bryan. Justin, you get to start that match. Go ahead. Um, I think the outcome of this match is going to be directly correlated to the outcome of the main event. And the same thing with Justin match. That being said, um... It would make sense for Daniel Bryan to be the front runner. I mean, he was the guy that was in two matches last year. Oh, not only opened up the show, but finished main event and main event of the show as well. Won the won the WWE heavyweight whatever title. Uh, so this would make sense for him to win it, bring you know, and bring some prestige back. And if let's say in main event. You know, Brock does win, Brock's gone forever and ever, you know, making his three appearances a year. Uh, that's time for WWE if they want to bring up the legitimacy of the titles of the U.S. and Intercontinental. This is a perfect opportunity. But they have to do it smartly. You know, they just can't hot shot it. Like, oh, it's on this guy now. That means I'll make it legitimate. Let's bury him. No, you have to make him serious, build him, you know, build up him, build up his contenders, give people a reason why they want to go after the title besides the title. Now, do you want to build up a reason like I want this title because this person held it? You know, my hero, this, but you know, the, the greats that held that have held that intercontinental title. You know, you bring up those reasons. You bring up, you know, people who are scratching and clawing. The one good thing that the Dolph Ziggler, Zach Ryder feud did with the U.S. title was it brought legitimacy back. It had someone who was desperately, you know, scratching on his way to get to the title. He wanted it. And it wasn't just say, oh, hey, you, you beat the champion in a non-title match. That makes you the number one contender. No, he had to prove himself time and time again, got screwed over, got proven himself, and the crowd got behind it. And when Ryder finally won, the crowd went absolutely ballistic. Granted, they cut it, you know, come off of the knees, you know, a month later, but that's not the point. You know, you do that, you got to keep it going from there. You know, kind of bring it to back where it was in the early 90s, and late 80s. So, you know, I'd have to say 
it's going to be my top three. Number one would be Diana Bryan. Number two would be Bad News Barrett. And number three would be Dolph Ziggler. Two and three are very close, though. So. Yeah. Right. Um... The one thing that this whole battle royal on the kickoff thing, in my mind, does is it confirms they're going to give this match time. Um, this is good. Now, this should be an excellent match. We got you got all these good workers in it. You're gonna, I mean, the only, I mean, you're gonna worry about, you're gonna worry about all of them in a, in a ladder match. You always worry about safety and stuff, but you're gonna definitely worry about Daniel Bryan. Um. You're already hearing rumors that, you know, Brian Ziggler and Barrett are going to still be in the Intercontinental uh, title storyline even uh, past WrestleMania. So I think you're right, Justin. I think it's one of those three is going to win. Probably Brian. And if they're indeed crazy about pushing these mid-card titles and really making them not wrestling relevant, but, you know, make, legitimizing them. Then I think Brian's the best chance they got because the crowd cares. I, I not saying a knock on Ziggler, but let's be honest. It's Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler. Which one you should put it on, Daniel Bryan? And if they treat it kind of like you know main event, like there's already been talk they wanted the U.S. in their kind of title, the main event, some house shows and pay per views. Great. Then Daniel Bryan, John Cena. Okay, that's fine. Daniel Bryan should win the match. I think Daniel Bryan will win the match. I think the last two on the ladder are going to be Bryan and Ziggler. And, you know, I think that that's going to be – and then you're going to have Daniel Bryan get its moment. And, then, and, I, and, I, and I think given the fact that the fans are upset about Daniel Bryan not being in the main event and all this stuff, it's, at least he'll get that moment. And it's the only title he hasn't had. He's had the tag. He's had the U.S. He's had the WWE. He's had the World – I mean, he's had – it's the only one he hasn't had. So, it, you know, complete his list, if you will. So, I think it'll be a good match, but I think Daniel Bryan will win. And but, and I think it'll be like the moment, the moment will be him and Ziggler on the ladder, and Bryan will win. Mike? Oh, yes. The Intercontinental Championship has gone a long way since the prestigious days of the macho man Randy Savage and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, ooh, yeah, to a seven-man ladder match at WrestleMania over a feud where everybody is uh, stealing the titles. Oh, no, brother. Oh, no. Um, like, the, the the question is this. Do they want to add prestige to the title? The answer is Daniel Bryan. <laughs> unless unless this is the match where Sheamus allegedly returns in to screw Daniel Bryan out of the title, then Daniel Bryan is going to win the Center Continental title ladder match. He is, in fact, the only choice that matters. If Daniel Bryan does not win this match, excuse me, then I think they have to go to Dean Ambrose. Because, honestly, he probably should have won the title last month. 
probably should have won the title last month. Then they decided to have Wade Barrett go on this big losing streak and then lose to everybody. So, yeah. So now we have this. So if Daniel Bryan doesn't win for whatever reason, it'll probably be Dean Ambrose. Although I think Bryan and Ziggler, if Bryan is winning, Ziggler will be the last guy on the ladder with Bryan. Um, if he isn't winning, I think it'll probably end up coming down to Barrett and Ambrose. So, that, that's my prediction. Daniel Bryan, if the Sheamus factor is involved, fella, then we're going to go with Dean Ambrose. Okay, and and just for the, I really do hope that whoever wins this, they start booking the Intercontinental Champion the right way, because they haven't done that since I, I think the last true good reign on the Intercontinental Champion was Cody Rhodes. So it'd be nice if they did that again, but they haven't done that in a while. They a guy like Daniel Bryan, maybe they do it, but all right. Now we all know what they like to do, especially at WrestleMania. They they do a big match and they like to have like a, a breather, if you will. While there's so many big matches, they're not going to have an opportunity to have a breather in between every match. Of course, they'll have the Hall of Fame stuff and they'll have um, apparently a musical concert and then, you know they'll do other things too, like backstage segments and stuff. So those will kind of act like breathers. Um, but obviously, I think one of the breathers will be the Divas match. Divas tag team match with nothing is on the line, and unfortunately, I wish there was a title on the line. But and a Divas match on the card is between AJ and Paige and the Bellas, Brie and Nikki. Um, I guess I get to do this one. Whoopee! Uh, I, I mean, this is easy. AJ and Paige are going to win. Um, they already teased Ascension. They, you know. I know Nikki had apparently this promo on SmackDown where she kind of, you know, mentioned how AJ never defended her title, which is kind of weird because AJ actually defended her title quite a lot when she had that one, during her like one nearly one year reign. She defended almost every pay per view, especially against Total Divas cast members. So it's kind of weird that that was said. But anyway, I think I actually think they're going to give this match a little bit of time. I was surprised the amount of time they gave this program on Monday. So I think you're going to see this match actually get a, a little bit of time because these are the four divas they clearly care about the most. So, and what should be a fairly decent, I think it's actually going to be a decent match. And I think, but AJ and Paige are going to go over easily. So I'm picking them to win. Mike. Oh yeah, I think AJ and Paige are going to step to a slip gym. I don't have a slip gym to snap into, but I would. And it make that terrible snapping noise. By terrible, I mean it doesn't make snapping noise at all. If you ever had a Slim Jim, it's depressing. Macho Man lied to us. <laughs> but we we forgive him. We forgive him. Yeah, they already teased Ascension. I think AJ and Paige are definitely going to win here. Because they have to give... Because, uh, look, the Bellas have gone over pretty much everybody. It's time for AJ and Paige to get, this, to get their moment. And let's uh, kind of springboard this to a Paige Divas title reign, please. That'd be great. Even though this should not be the breather match, I feel like they're going to try to slide it into being the, uh, you know, mm. the breather match. Dustin? 
um, I don't know. I get this, this strange feeling that they're. I don't know. It's weird. They've been given the divas time, and that's great. But I know the pettiness of Vince. He might be go. Yeah, they must go. Just to, you know. What yeah. Happens. Yeah. Because it's Vince, and Stephanie's probably still angry at AJ. So I would not be surprised if the Bellas went over, even though they shouldn't. But if you want to think of it from a logical standpoint, which I know doesn't make sense in WWE's <laughs> booking, AJ and Patriot win. And I don't know where they go from there. I mean, yes, Patriot did a, a good title, you know, a good, a good match, a good title around Nata. But with you, AJ, do you have them feud again? Do you. There's a hundred things you can do with it. Mm, true. So that's my question. Okay, you have the match. Then what? Okay. Probably Paige getting another title match with Nikki on the next night on Raw and winning, and then AJ turning on her. That's just my guess. <laughs> but we'll see. I don't know. You bring up a good point though about what you know AJ. What she said on Twitter and the whole thing with Stephanie. I think that's probably why Nikki had that alleged promo on SmackDown. I, because that promo made, like, no sense. If, if that's what she said, like, oh, she never defended her title, that made no sense. But, uh, all right. So, I don't know. After this Divas match, I can't imagine how they're going to line up. I know they're going to treat Sting Triple H like the, the co-main event. So that's probably going to be definitely later. But there's always, like, a halfway through the show kind of main event, which I imagine will be the Undertaker match. So I'm going to guess that next up will probably be Orton Rollins or Cena Rusev. We'll do Cena Rusev. Uh, U.S. champion Rusev versus John Cena. Um, We don't know if Lana will be involved or not. Mike, you get to start this one. Go ahead. Rusev will retain if Sheamus involved. (laughs) <laughs> I I I don't know. I, I look if I try to do the uh, the Rusev theme like da 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 da, it'll end up coming out like California Love by Tupac and Dr. Dre. So, oh my God, <laughs> Rusev's theme actually sounds like California Love by Tupac and Dr. Dre. Oh, my God. Rusev isn't a Russian national all along. Rusev reps Tupac. Oh, God, my. Oh, yes. So if Sheamus is involved, Rusev is winning. If Sheamus does not cost John Cena the match, then I believe that John Cena will end Rusev's unbeaten streak, unpinned or submitted streak and we'll take the U.S. title, and hopefully they might do something with the U.S. title. I think they could make it important, but here's hoping. Justin? Um, oh, okay, Mike, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I said I'm done. Okay, Justin? Well, here's the thing. If Brock does, no, again, going to back, if Brock does win, and he does do the special, uh, special appearance stuff, 
and they do need both the Ezra titles. Are you going to want both titles to be on faces? Hmm. Or would you want one to be a face, one to be the heel? Because remember, the money is in the chase. The money is in the face overcoming the odds, going against all the challengers, and then finally busting the big bad heel. Now, Rusev has done a very good job being the big bad heel. I mean, he pretty much got the worst gimmick, one of the worst gimmicks he could get. You know, a Russian, a Russian guy who hates, who hates the U.S., and he's not even Russian. And he's made it worse. He and Lana have made it worse. They can the legitimate heel heat, and it's great. Now, have they even got people cheering for John Cena, kind of? So, so, a little bit. More so than usual. Like, I have half a percent wise. Um, so, if you have, you know, if they do have, let's say, a, you know, Sheena Spirit, and, you know, then you can have John Cena if you shame it. You have, you can build up uh, Rusev even more. Rusev's undefeated, undefeated. And then Ryback, if he wins the under the Jack Memorial Brother Royal, well, guess what? Now, he, he originally had a feud to begin with with Rusev. They kind of teased it a little bit. Now they can go back to that, build it up to SummerSlam. Boom. Rusev gets its first power loss, first loss. First pinfall submission loss against someone, and it's going to be against uh, Ryback for the U.S. title. It helps build up A, builds up the title, B, builds up Rusev by winning WrestleMania, C, builds up Ryback by fighting Rusev, who beats all these other former U.S. world champions along the way, and who have won at WrestleMania. John Cena wins at WrestleMania, does not do anything for John Cena. Rusev winning at WrestleMania does a lot for Rusev and can do a lot for the person who beats Rusev. That's when he beats Rusev. Well, guess what? It's just a little notch in his hat. Big wolf. Mm. But if if someone beats Rusev, the man who beats John Cena twice won at WrestleMania, oh, that's a big feather in their cap. So it would make more sense for Rusev to win. Now he doesn't have to win clean. And that's fine and dandy. But he should, he should win. You also, are... Uh, at, go ahead. Also, kind of make up for the whole debacle last year with Bray Wyatt, where Bray Wyatt was pretty much counseled in to win until the last minute. Mm. So this might kind of be a, be a make-up. Right. You know, Gina might just go... I wasn't supposed to win last year, and I did. And it yeah. completely derailed... You know, it completely derailed Bray Wyatt. Right. You're right. The 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 best thing they could do is put... Rus- yeah, I know I know people's arguments, oh, well, Rusev won a fast one. I know, but you know what? There's, there's a different gravity here, okay? If he be- beats John Cena at WrestleMania, and it's the, sec- and it's the second time he's beat him, it, there's, there's a different... It, it, like no matter what they do from here on out, unless they just give him a year's worth of losing, he's gonna be set, and it puts over whoever beats them ridiculously. I don't think Rusev's winning on Sunday. You're already hearing that they're gonna continue the Rusev Cena stuff beyond WrestleMania. Now, obviously, plans can change, 
But the only way to continue it is if John wins on Sunday. Because otherwise, he be, Rusev beats him twice. How will you continue? Or John go back to him begging for another chance? Like, unless, he, unless there's some kind of screw job finish or something. But, I mean, I guess they could always run the Sheamus interference thing, but it doesn't seem like they want to do that anymore. At least that's, that seems like that's the case. I don't know. Maybe they will. I don't know. Um, you know, Lana could play a role in it. She could come back to try to help Rusev because of her getting him in the match in the first place. There's a lot of things that could happen here. I think this is going to be an interesting match. I liked their match at Fastman. I thought it was interesting. Um, I think Cena's winning, though. I do. I think they want, if they're serious about the whole t- mid-card title elevation thing, I think they're going to, I think they'd rather have it on Cena. And they think that, and I, I think this, you know what? They think Rusev losing to Cena is is protecting him. It's like okay, he his first loss came to John Cena. It's John Cena. You know what I mean? I think that's what their their excuse is. It's not the right way of thinking, but you know what? That's probably what they're thinking. So I think Cena wins. LOL. Um. Um. And what should be a fairly decent match, but who knows? Maybe Sheamus will interfere or. Somebody will interfere, or there'll be some kind of screw job finish or something that gets Rusev back over again. But you're right, Rusev won, it'd be huge. And then Ryback, if he wins the battle, it would be the natural feud to give him after that. Um, all right, now, look, what match to do next? You know, like I said, I think this match, the Cena match or the Orton Rollins match, is going to be something that's either, you know, the setup to the halfway through the show main event or, you know, or it'll be the the match right after the halfway through the show. Maybe I think it'll be the Undertaker match. Um, I think they want to do Orton Rollins earlier because they want to if if they if they're going to try any kind of cash in tease or maybe even going to do a cash in match. They want Rollins to be, you know, that Rollins to be ready for that and not to be like later in the show or something like that. Um, but we won't do Orton Rollins next. We will do Undertaker Bray Wyatt next. Um. So yeah, Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. Justin, you get to start. It's I don't know. It's, it's weird because Bray needs it. Bray desperately needs it because Bray's been doing all the building. He's been doing it all himself, and he lost to John Cena in a. Kind of BS match. So it's going to kind of derail him again if he loses to a guy who got absolutely destroyed. But at the same time, you look and go, well, yeah, but does it, does it mean as much? You know, Taker already lost at WrestleMania. But Taker losing at WrestleMania last year means you can open up a new possibility. He has the ability to put people over now that he wouldn't be able to. Oh, I said that bad. Um, logically, I'd have Bray win. Or Bray win, and then you can set up the redemption of, with him against Sting. Uh, 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 next year's WrestleMania. Now, like, oh, you had, uh, who was it? Uh, it was HBK who needed redemption at WrestleMania when you face Taker. So, so I 
think it be makes sense for Bray Wyatt to win. I'll probably be wrong, but uh, yeah, I want to say Bray Wyatt. This to me is the most difficult match because there's to me to me, and I know many others agree with this. Some and many others don't. To me, I know it's Undertaker. But you're showing you're showing a bad example by having somebody. And I know why they're doing it. I know Undertaker is a big reason, but I don't. I think the creative team and everybody agrees on it too. Oh, Undertaker, don't show up to WrestleMania. It's cool for the story. It adds mystique, and it does. It does create that, especially after last year. I get it. But at the same time, this is a guy that had to carry this entire program by himself and sell the match by himself. And a guy that already got screwed out of a win last year. And a guy that you ruined you you ruined the momentum of another wrestler in Dean Ambrose for to make him credible for this match. And we're gonna send him into this match just to have him lose. To somebody that's gonna be gone for the rest of this year. At least for Brock, he shows up sometimes. And I understand that's not Undertaker's fault. He's older. I understand that. I'm not trying to be under, bash Undertaker here because it's going to come up like I am. I understand why Undertaker should win, and he probably, more than likely he is going to win. I'd, I'd say 95% chance he's going to win. Okay, I understand that. But I also think you could get away with him losing and add more to whatever redemption arc you have for next year for what will probably be his last match with Sting. Assuming that's where they go, assuming that's what they're going to do, which I imagine they are, based on what you've been hearing for a couple months. There's more mystique there. He's already lost at WrestleMania, and we already know that was a mistake, but he's already lost. You know, to me... It, it it really enhances Bray's character to have him win. The way that they're, they're it, 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 they are they got a good direction for him. This would put him over huge and add to that direction. It's not going to happen. I just hope it's a really good match. And if the rumor is true that maybe Taker will put him over the next night, all right. You know, I guess that will help a little bit. But I understand both sides. It's very difficult. But I think Undertaker's going to win. Hopefully it'll be a good, lengthy match so that Bray comes out looking strong, too. But Taker, I think Taker's going to win. Mike? I guess I'm less broken up about it than the two of you. Hmm. Uh, because there's, like, literally no doubt in my mind. Undertaker is going to win this match because this, I believe, is their rationale. I'm not saying it's the right rationale. I believe right. it's the rationale. There is more money in a strong Undertaker versus strong Sting matchup at next year's WrestleMania than there is in protecting Bray Wyatt here. Mm. Now, I think Bray Wyatt's going to get protected. I think this match is probably going to get anywhere between 15 to 20 minutes. And I think, and, and Undertaker, according to pitchers, looks way better than he has maybe the last two or three WrestleManias. He actually put on some muscle. He looks ready to go. Um, so physically, I think he's probably in better shape. And, I'll, and I think him being in better shape actually makes it look like 
he's more imposing. It makes it look like he's ready and ready to dominate. Now, the Cena's toughest side. The last last year, they screwed Bray Wyatt out of a huge win. He should have won last year. No doubt about it. And he should have won the feud with John Cena. And he should have won the title at Money in the Bank. And then they used Dean Ambrose to build the guy up. And Bray Wyatt really hasn't taken a, a loss since uh, Money in the Bank, I think. Right. He really hasn't. He beat he beat Dean Ambrose. He beat Daniel Bryan. He's beaten Dolph Ziggler. He's beaten Sheamus. He's beaten pretty. He's gone over pretty much everybody uh, except for John Cena. So I feel like they, 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 in their mind, they have protected him. He's gone over all of these guys, except John Cena. Doesn't matter. And he's going to get the Undertaker at WrestleMania, and we are going to make him look good. And he is going to lose, because I think they feel like they need Undertaker to win after last year's mistake to kind of set up Undertaker's next big match, which inevitably is Sting. So I feel like Undertaker is going to win in about 20 minutes, maybe after like two or three Tombstone pile drivers to really, really kind of drive the point home. So I think they're going to reestablish, I think they're going to reestablish the Undertaker here Almost at, not at the expense of Bray Wyatt, but on on Bray Wyatt's momentum. So, Undertaker to win. I will say this: you, the, the point you made about his booking outside of Cena is pretty true, though. They did. They it's not. It's not like he hasn't won. He's not on a losing streak. So that 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 is true. It's just I don't know. This he's been. Carrying the workload. I don't know. All right. Um, let's move on to Orton versus Rollins, um, which I guess I get to start. Yeah, I do get to start. Um, to me, I, I kind of wish they had added something to this match because the the fact we got like a 15 minute Randy Orton beatdown on Seth Rollins three weeks two weeks ago kind of ruined this match for me. Even though I'm sure it's gonna be a good match, they're gonna I mean these two guys are good workers. It's gonna, it's gonna be a great match. So I'm not, I, I guess it won't take away from the quality of the match. It just kind of I don't know watered it down a little bit. Like it I don't know. But I have I, this is gonna be a great match. I have a feeling Rollins is gonna win. I really do. I think I think Rollins kind of needs to win. The way that they booked him over the last couple of weeks, given Orton that I think I think the reason they gave Orton that that long prolonged like destroy Seth Rollins segment was because he's Rollins is going to win here and Orton will get his win back at Extreme Rules. I I do I, I know Randy, Randy Orton's due. He's lost at a lot of WrestleManias, but I I, I just get this feeling Rollins is going to win here and. I, I don't have an issue with that. I really don't. But long match, good match. I'm picking Seth Rollins to win here. And, Mike, go ahead. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to pick Randy Orton. Mostly because I think they're going to give Orton the win here. Um, because Rollins has the case. If Reigns wins, uh, Rollins is probably going to cash in. So this hmm. might feel like this is who cares. Orton will get his win. Rollins wins the title. And then Orton might be a credible challenger that they'll sacrifice to Rollins, Rollins' title run, to make Rollins look better. So I think they might use this match uh, as a stepping stone to future goals, which is to make Rollins' title reign look credible. Okay. Uh, but I, I, you know what? I think Randy Orton's finally due. I think he'll probably win here. And it'll be a good match. Well, probably get about 15, 20 minutes again. So, uh, I, and, and, and it's kind of close too. I don't think it'll be, I don't, this isn't an easy one to pick. I think this is one of the harder ones to pick. So, I'm going to take Orton. It's like a, I don't know, 55 45 kind of thing too. So, okay. Justin? Maybe in, uh, you think uh, Rollins will win because they've been really behind Rollins. And remember, he also is on the field. You know, he, all the Shield, former Shield members are on the field of WrestleMania. You know, it'd be nice to give him the win. Randy, Randy's kind of gotten the upper hand in the past few weeks. And yes, Randy has lost at WrestleMania, but it's not, it hasn't really hurt him too much. You know, he has, you know it's not like. He, he he doesn't need to win at WrestleMania. Rollins does. What'd be interesting is what they do with Rollins after the match. I mean, does does he, you know, does he lose and then get the punt to the head? Uh, you know, to kind of make sure he doesn't interfere in the main event, or try to cash in. They try to cash in and steal whoever wins Thunder. I mean, no one's ever cashed in at WrestleMania. So that's the that's first right there. But at the same time, we didn't cash in. I'd like to see him hold it until, like, June. Hold it for 11 months. Then have that pressure, oh, crap, I got to cash this in now or else I'll lose this opportunity. Right. So so I'd like to, I'd like to see him hold off and cash it in on whoever is the champion at the time. Maybe... What would be interesting is all depends on what day, you know, the money in the bank for you is. If it's the same, you know, if it was on July 15th, is it going to be on July 14th? Because that means right. you'd be cashing in on the 364th day. So maybe after the main event, all of a sudden, boom, comes out, cashes in, wins that basically the last minute. Right. Uh, so that'd be very interesting uh, to see. Interesting scenario, but um, yeah, I think Rollins needs Rollins needs this. He needs this more than Randy Orton does. And Randy Orton is pretty much going to be over, no matter what. Rollins needs this 
More to solidify his legacy. Right. I think I, I you know what's funny is I think there was the, the talk was at least from the dirt sheets was that they were the plan was for Rollins to wait until the like until the last minute to like the, the deadline to cash in. So we'll see if they stick to that. I think Money in the Bank is in June this year, and I think they're going to run it in June. We'll see if that happens because that was the original plan apparently. One little thing though, if they're going to turn Reigns heel, okay. I think they have Rollins lose to Orton, and they turn him face. If they keep Reigns a face, I think Rollins. I, I think Rollins wins, and then you know, I think they go from there. I, I think that could be a, a that kind of situation too. If Reigns is a heel, Rollins turns face, and he loses to Orton. If Reigns is still a face, I think or, Rollins stays a heel, and he might be. That might mean he's beating Orton, but he could still lose even as a heel. I don't know, but I think that could be. It could be one of those if one or the other kind of things. All right, co-main event because this is the co this is the co-main event. They built it up like this: Triple H versus Sting. Mike, you get to start. Go. Um, Sting. He's going to win. <laughs> I. Of every single match in the card, this is the one that isn't in any jeopardy. <laughs> Sting's going to win. Uh, they're not going to have him debut at WrestleMania only to do the J-O-B to Triple H. <laughs> no, yeah, Sting's going to win. Let's move on. I can't believe I got the easiest one. Jeez. Sorry. Joey, <laughs> my butt. Justin, go ahead. Mike, I wouldn't put past Triple H to have Steen do the job on WrestleMania. Uh, you know what? I think Better. 10 years ago, Sting, Sting would probably be the one doing the J-O-B for that Triple H. Not this one, I think. But but, but this is your time. But also the time that Sting's got clear control as well. So I wouldn't... I could not see... I could not see Vince, the control-hungry maniac he is, giving anyone clear control. Mm. Over booking, he, he did it with Triple H, and that's how that happened. <laughs> that's what happened there. Things uh, gotta win. It, uh, it's almost damn near obvious. I mean, if if Steam does not win, there's gonna be a bloody riot. I'm not I'm not using the word bloody as like yeah an adjective. I'm using it as like a verb or yeah. adverb. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> You're the English person. You know crap more than Yeah, I, I gotcha. <laughs> I'm not trying to use the word bloody as a, as a British slang swear. I'm using it as there's going to be a riot and there's going to be lots of bloodshed. Mm. Not a bloody riot. Because Joe Bush has got no reason to look. It, I wouldn't put it past Triple H to bury somebody from WCW. Okay, it's, but it's only, I, it's, I, only, it's the only person left. It's the only person from yeah. WCW left to bury. But look, He's the only one not tarnished by the shovel. Right. Look, the, tri- Triple H. For, for you know, he has his, his his quirks. All right, but I I legitimately think you know lately for the most part maybe outside of maybe CM Punk, 
I think he understands, and I think he knows what the right thing to do is. You know, I think he's he's he knows Sting has to go over. So I think Sting's going to win, and it does nothing for Triple H to win here, especially if they're building to another Sting match next year, which will be with the Undertaker, and. And he knows from a PR standpoint, you know, they're already, the WWE's already taken several hits. They can't afford another one. And, and debuting Sting at WrestleMania and having him lose would be another hit. So, yeah, Sting is going to win here in what should be a really, really good match. And it, it easily is probably like the best built match. So, yeah, Sting to win. No, uh, last week, oh, here we go. The oh, main friend, event. Friend, 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 one sec, one sec. Two things, actually. Um, also, by Triple H being uh, Sting, it would also be a, a, a ba- uh, burial job of TNA as well. Ah, yes. Ah, and, ah, and, and secondly, I could see this as the main event, depending on what happens with the it, next match. Very true. Very if, true. If a certain Samoan superstar wins and the fans don't like it, and they... And, Everyone knows the fans aren't going to like it. I could see Vince going, "Oh crap," because this has not really been a good, uh, up until a few weeks ago when, you know, when the story of Brock walking out on a meeting with Vince, and then Paul Heyman being an absolute master on the microphone, this wasn't really that great of a build. It was just kind of lackluster for a main event. You know, you know, the, you know Orton, Rollins, and Triple H Steen was better built but most, or overall right. than than this match. So I could see this match possibly getting the co-main event depending on who's winning. If you have less than a win, I could see this, you know, I could see this in the main event because guess what? The crowd is going to absolutely go ballistic uh, for, for Lesnar. Lesnar. So, Here's the, here's the thing. You're you're right. You know, I I think we've been saying all along that, and I, and I think I mean I think there was a, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about well what could what else could main event? We talked about Undertaker. We talked about Triple H Sting. I think if, if anything else main events is Triple H Sting. And you're right. It depending on what their result is here. Either Reigns wins turning heel and aligning with Paul Heyman, or just turns heel, or Reigns winning at all. It could mean they're going to push this down to the co-main event and upgrade Triple H's thing to the main event. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, we'll talk about why in a moment. As of right now, the main event, WWE World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Justin, you already spoke a little bit about it, but do you want to go ahead? I'll go ahead. Um... And all depends on how Vince wants to send the crowd home. Vince lives in his own little bubble. We all know this. But even he's got an eye. Even he saw the reaction to uh, the Royal Rumble. People do not like Roman Reigns. He, Roman Reigns has already been getting the John Cena treatment. I mean, because people kind of saw Roman Reigns from the beginning, the Shield, and they kind of have to make, yeah, he's going to be the guy that gets the push in the Shield, you know. Yes, you got the indie darling kind of taint of Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. And you got you kind of got either you know you got the favoritism from the fans, but management kind of goes yeah, indie indie people. Yeah. 
you know, but he, you know, Roman's got the legacy. He's got the name. He's got all the Samoan uh, family background. Pastors don't like him. They just kind of, he doesn't have the charisma that Rock has. He doesn't have a lot of these things that kind of are necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, for goodness sake, suckering, suckering suck attach. I mean, how stupid was that? Yeah, there was a Vince line, and Vince probably thought it was the new hip term of the, of the decade. Yeah, right. But, I mean, he's limited, and the fans know it, and the fans don't want it. Brock uh, Lesnar is not a heel. He's a tweener. He's, he's not even a tweener. He's his own separate entity. He lives by the motto of, if you got an ass, I'll kick it. And people like that. People love that. They know he's going to go in there and he's going to completely mess people up. And it's great. It's entertaining. At least in the threat of him yelling out something to Paul Heyman. <laughs> so, Brock needs to win. And if Brock doesn't win, there needs to be a cash in, or else the crowd is going to be completely erased. I mean, you're going to yeah. have a WCW, you know, fans throwing garbage into the ring style ending. And that's not how you want to end your biggest right. pay-per-view of the year. Your, right. That is your bread and butter. That is what Triple lives and dies on. Right. If, and people will remember the last image. And if your last image is a water valve flying towards Roman Reigns' face, people will remember that. That's probably going to be gift. So, Brock Lesnar needs to win, or Rollins needs to cash in, one of the two. But Roman can, you know, for his own sake, uh, he should not walk out of there with the title. Here's the thing. Okay, all along it's been their plan, Roman Reigns. And we've talked about this. Mike knows we've talked about it. Look, the minute he got injured, I think that was it. You should have scrapped it and said, we just don't have enough time. Because it put you in a situation where you have to get it right. There's no time to scrap it and then try another way. You were in a situation where you have to get it right, and they did not get it right. They alienated people even more from him. This is a guy that when he was in the shield was over. He was ridiculously over. People keep saying, oh, he wasn't over in the Royal Rumble last year. People just were booing Batista that much. They're looking for anybody else to win. No, he was over. You heard him. Anytime he came in, he was over. But he was over as the silent assassin, assassin, badass kind of character that didn't speak. He just was there, and he did his job, and that was it. And people liked that. When you started moving him beyond that, you moved him away from the shield horribly, and you forced it, that was it. You lost the crowd on him. Now you have to build him back up. If you put him over on Sunday, whether it's as a heel or face, and I don't even think the Paul Heyman thing works anymore, having him have Paul Heyman betray Reznor and align with Roman Reigns. I don't even think that works anymore because I don't think the crowd's going to buy it now. I think the crowd's going to be like, no, we, we see what you're trying to do. No. There, to me, there's no 
there's no way you can have Roman Reigns go over on Sunday, especially now when you've had the Brock media parade all week with him resigning and going on ESPN and the way the way the way he talked. I mean, you can't because. I think they're playing along with, well, people are going to side with Rome because they know Brock's leaving. Well, he's not leaving. So you can't run it. Don't run it. Brock wins. Should win. You can make Roman look good in, 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 an, in, a, in an attempt. Have him even get close if you want to. And have it be that split second or that big moment where he missed something, be the moment that drives him into a different direction. And then spend the next year rebuilding him. That's what you need to do. But you can't, by all intents and purposes, apparently WWE wanted Brock on ESPN. Apparently they wanted this media blitz, too, just as much as Brock. If you did that, if they did that, they can't seriously be thinking about putting Reigns over Lesnar. They can't seriously be thinking that. You want to run a cash-in? Fine. Have Brock go through a hell against Roman Reigns. And, you know, Roman can spear him or something. Or if they're going to set up Rock versus Brock for next year, which I imagine they are, if Rock is going to be involved on Sunday, which we heard rumors he is, and, and have him come out to the ring after Brock beats Reigns and have him rock bottom Brock a couple of times and then have Rollins come out and cash in or do something like that. I don't mind if they do that. But either way, I think Brock needs to pin Roman Reigns and beat him. And then take Roman in a completely different direction. That's what needs to happen. So I'm picking Brock to win because it makes no sense the way they've been handling Brock this week if he doesn't win. Now, if there's a cash-in or something, there's a lot of possibilities there, but I think I'm picking Brock to win. Mike? Brian, can I slip in for one second? Yeah, sure. You mentioned Brock Lesnar being on ESPN. Think about what Brock Lesnar said. He kept saying, I did this for my family, for my wife, for my children. Yep. Have to have family a lot. That's not a huge thing to do. That's very fans much too. Baby fans. Face. Yes, he did it for the fans. He did it for his family. Live well, thought too. A, that's a face. That is a face talking right there. And then hearing the WWE wanted him on ESPN. I originally heard it was his idea. I'm hearing the WWE wanted him on ESPN. It doesn't make any sense for him to lose. Yeah. Mike, go ahead. Uh, you do make you do make some some strong points. Um, I I am going to go, of course, with option C, which is Japanese wrestling legend Minoru Suzuki debuts for WWE, pile drives both of these guys to the mat, and walks out the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. There, I just picked the match. Can we move on now? Oddly, we don't have any issue with this, Mike. I <laughs> know we don't. It would make everything so much easier. Oh, they messed up so hard here. So hard. Look, your solution was back at Fastlane. <laughs> All you had to do was put Daniel Bryan in the match. That's all you had to do. Daniel Bryan was in this match. We all know who's winning now. Look, Justin is 100% right. Brock's mentality is, if you've got an ass, I'm going to kick it. It's 100% right. Brock Lesnar does not care. 
And I, I know how everybody's making a big deal out of the face thing, and, and we talked about it a little bit on Tuesday. Uh, I didn't look at it as he was turning face, because here's the thing. Kevin Owens right now is in NXT, and he is technically the biggest heel on the roster. I'm not saying they're not cheering him out of the building. I'm saying technically he's the biggest heel. And his thing is, I'm doing this for my wife. I'm doing this for my kids. And he's going out there and brutalizing, brutalizing guys left and right. At some point, it's not going to be about, I'm doing this for my wife and my kids. I'm doing this because I'm getting off just brutalizing people left and right, unlike Jeff Tech's version of getting off. Um, uh, but, but but the thing is, oh, and by the way, if you haven't seen it, and I haven't seen it, I heard Owen versus Finn Balor is just absolutely amazing. When I get a moment, I'm going to watch it. I don't have a moment. I haven't had a moment. I'm looking forward to watching it this weekend. But um, go watch Owens versus Balor. It's probably going to be one of the best matches on WrestleMania. Um, and it's not even on the card. Oh, no. Um, but I, I, that's the thing. I don't see Brock as the face. I think they're pretty committed at this point to Roman Reigns uh, as the face. But the thing is, Brock just resigned. <laughs> I, I if Brock didn't resign, Roman Reigns was going to be was going to be given the title and the run. Uh, I don't think Roman Reigns can win at this point. I I, I don't know if it's possible. I think look, I I think putting Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns is a terrible idea. It didn't work with Cesaro. I don't think it'll work with with Roman. I think it works with Brock because Brock and Paul have this established personal relationship. It's organic. The guy who brought Brock Brock Lesnar into WWE, kayfabe-wise, is Brock Lesnar. Or uh, it's going to be Paul Heyman. Next big thing. They've gone through it all. They've betrayed each other. It's fine. Now we're at this point. Don't break them up. It's dumb. And I especially wouldn't break them up to have Roman Reigns in the title. I I want to choose Brock Lesnar. I do. Like, every... I, I want to choose Brock Lesnar. But I think for WWE's plans going forward, I think I think they're desperate to have Roman Reigns win. So I think... I think I'm going to pick Roman Reigns. I'm going to pick Roman Reigns because I think it does WWE's long-term plans better. I think he wins the title here. But I think Seth Rollins walks out of WrestleMania, the champion. There. There I said it. Oh, there you go. Wow, okay. Roman meets Brock. Okay. Roman is allowed to beat. Okay. Roman... <laughs> Somehow, through some miracle, by the grace of God, Pete's Brock. Um, but I think I think 
to avoid the 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 garbage ending, I think Seth Rollins is going to cash in at WrestleMania and win. So I guess I pick Seth Rollins. Okay. Unless Minoru Suzuki does debut, then you know where you heard it from. <laughs> and then Mike, and then you'll be marking out watching it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, won't we all? Yeah. All right. Well, here's the thing, folks. And this is not me just trying to get get off the air. We had picked four questions tonight. Two from the the those that were sent before the show. Two that were sent during the show. Um, and guess what? They were pretty much answered. Um, that's because we took the time during the show, during the matches, to kind of bring up different points, like the Stephanie AJ thing and how it could play into the match and the match length and, you know, Brock Lesnar. Most of the questions were about the main event, and we really, really addressed most, pretty much all of them. Um, a possible Rollins face turn starting with a loss to Orton. We talked about pretty much everything. That was the questions we, we were, that we picked. And honestly, and, this is, and, and Jeff Tech told me to say this, so I'm going to say it. Um, we had, I kid you not, all the mail that we got for questions and comments tonight were about three topics. The main event, Lesnar and Reigns, Rollins, and Stephanie, AJ, and how that would play a role, and would the Divas get enough t- get time? That was it. We didn't get anything else. Nothing about Cena, nothing about Rusev, um, nothing about, like, nothing else. That was it. Those were the three topics. So I actually go to show you, oh, and of course, the possibility of Rock showing up, which I think we've, we, I mentioned, there was mentioned that Rock, they could use the main event to start the Rock versus Brock feud, if that's what they're going to go with for next year. Um, there is one question, par, one part of one of the questions that was not addressed, so I will make that the only question that we'll ask, and then we can get off the air, because one game already ended, so, um, and I'll, and I'll this would be the only question or comment that we address since the other ones were already addressed throughout the show. Um, much like WrestleMania 27 and to a degree WrestleMania 29, it seems like this WrestleMania was used again as a transition or a setup for the next year of WWE and the next WrestleMania. Is this really a smart strategy to use your biggest event of the year for that purpose and do you actually think it really truly is intentional or it's just them screwing up and then moving on from it and it coming off as a setup that was actually part of another question I think it could have been his own question but anybody can jump in and go ahead I think we're giving WWE a little bit too much credit thinking that they're trying to set up something like a year ahead of time we don't know how much these things change on a dime or in business case on a sneak. Um, and a few things are set in place. Uh, the big one, you know, Sting Taker. That's pretty much written in stone. Uh, Cena, the first Cena Rock match, that was set. The second one was kind of like a... Uh, yeah, was it? Maybe. 
Um, I don't think it's. I tend to like to think that WrestleMania is your end point. This is where feuds go, and this is where they accumulate. You have a little bit of kind of carries over the next month, but then after that, after April, for the most part, it's a clean slate. You start over. And that's traditionally how I like to think about it. You have your big blow, you know, you usually have the big blow off match at WrestleMania. You build up to it, you have the match, and then you start over. I don't really like things kind of continue, and you can have hints. I'm okay with that. But to basically use it as a throwaway for a bigger one next year, I don't like that. I think the matches, for the most part, should have a meaning. I mean, this is your biggest, you know, pay-per-view or event. They're not really, this is the pretty much very varying the concept of pay-per-view. Because you can get the network for only $9.99. If you pay $60 for a pay-per-view for the JBL, you're an idiot. <laughs> Isn't that right, Maggle? I think he's throwing to you, Mike. Oh, my! JBL! I cannot believe you said something like that even though you are an idiot for paying $60 for one pay-per-view when you could be paying $60 for six months of the network. Ding. Um, I don't know. My microphone is not because of my JBL, unfortunately, which is pretty terrible. Uh, so the question was, um, did they plan this out? Well, partly, if, if, if they do plan it out, is it smart? And if they if if, if they don't plan it out, or, or do they actually plan it out? All right. If they had actually planned that out, if they had actually planned this out, no, it's not smart to throw away the one show that you build to every year for next year's show. <laughs> no, it's in fact pretty dumb. Like, look, everyone looked at WrestleMania 27 as a transition WrestleMania, and I wished for the Miz's sake that it wasn't, and that he got concussed during his, the biggest match of his life. Um, so, and, and that match, that that pay per view is actually pretty bad anyway. 28, pretty good. 29, uh, craptastic. 30. It was a two-match show, and both those matches involved Daniel Bryan. Um, if anything, I would have kind of used 30, how poor 30 ended up being, as motivation to make 31 the best show I can be. You know, the mm-hmm. best show it can be, not I can be. I'm not a pay-per-view that you would pay $60 for. You might as well just order me on the network for nine ninety-nine. Uh, but however, the truth is this. They messed up. This was totally unplanned. They didn't... Look, usually they plan out who's going to win the Rumble, who's going who's gonna to win it all. They had thought about Reigns. And Reigns had momentum. Then they cut him off from the shield. And then Reigns, all his flaws were exposed. 
at that point, it's like, hey, Daniel Bryan, how's your uh, next surgery coming along? That's the point where they probably should have went back to Daniel Bryan. But they didn't plan out anything. Much like the Raw script, it got rewritten about 50 million times before air mm-hmm. by Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn. Mm-hmm. And the truth is this. It was not planned. It is a cluster beep. And you're lucky we got some of the matches that we did get. In the end, uh, I'm, I'm surprised they managed to book Triple H and Sting right. I'm surprised they managed to get um, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on the card somehow. Yeah. Because they were messing everything up. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't book anything right. They still can't. So, no, this was not on purpose. They, this was, they, they, if this ends up being good, they lucked into it. Uh. I, I, here's the thing. I, think you, you, I noticed a trajectory here. Since they started introducing the part-timer coming back for WrestleMania thing, like in full force, like the big part-timers, Undertaker, Lesnar, Rock, whatever. That's when things started to become like this. And I think a lot of it has to do with they wait all year to see. You know, they have in the back of their mind what they want to do every year. We know that. And usually around by, by the time SummerSlam happens, we heard that they got, we got, they got some plans. But it depends on this one's schedule. It depends on if this guy's going to work or not. It depends, it depends, right? As opposed to before when, way back when, when it used to be, you know, they focused so much of their plans around the people that are there all year. And then they knew them guys were going to be there barring injury, and they had a plan, and they had a direction. So it's like, all right, well, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and this guy's going to win the Rumble. When you base it around a lot of times around the long term, if it's mostly about the guys that are there all the time, there's no problem. But when you introduce three or four part-timers, then it's like, well, if they work, then we'll put Cena here. Oh, we'll put this one there. And it affects the whole card. And then you're, so much of it is unknown because you don't know for sure if so-and-so is going to be there or what they're going to want to do and who they're going to want to work with, if they're going to want to work with that guy. It, it creates too much uncertainty. And I think that's why you've gotten the, the, a lot of times the message you got. Yeah, the creative team doesn't help and the company booking doesn't help. But at the same time, I think when you – Put yourself in that situation where you're at the mercy of people that aren't there all the time. That's what happens because you you can't. There's the commitment while they're under contract. They'll cut, you know they're going to work a match. Will they work the match you want them to work? You know, or will they even bother working that match? You don't know. So when you do that, you reap what you sow, and that's the problem. And I think that's why you've gotten this. I, I, I don't think they're doing – they're obviously not doing it on purpose. But I think, in a way, they've created it themselves because of the fact that they relied so much on these part-timers. Like, already we're hearing, well, if The Rock agrees to work. So, basically, we're not even going to be thinking about the next year of what everybody else is going to be doing. We're worried about what The Rock's going to be doing. So, if he gets that match, otherwise, we're not going to worry about what everybody else is going to be doing yet. 
Instead, we should be worrying about what Dean Ambrose is going to be doing next couple months. But we're not. We're worried about, well, if Rock agrees to work the match, let's set it up on Sunday or on Monday. See what I'm saying? That's the problem. And that's going to continue to be the problem. Now, look, at least with Lesnar locked up in a contract, you know every year you're going to, while he's under contract, at least Lesnar, you know when you're going to have him. You can work around that. Like, all right, we know we got Lesnar for how many years we have him. He'll work this pay-per-view, this pay-per-view, this pay-per-view. At least then, that's why the Lesnar programs work, at least, because you know when you're going to have him. But with The Rock, it's like, well, we'll see if we have him. We'll see if we don't. Undertaker, will we come back this year? Will he? See, that's what I'm saying. A lot of the reason why 27 was so bad is because originally they wanted to do Taker Sting. They tried to get Sting, and it fell apart. And they had to settle for Taker and Triple H. We ended up getting a good match, but that's what I'm saying. You didn't know for sure you were going to get Sting. And you didn't. And they put so much emphasis, they were going to put so much emphasis on that, they forgot about the rest of the card. That's what happened. And then, and then, and, and then when all their, if their plans go haywire, then they have to scramble to get everybody else in the car. Oh, what are they going to be doing? Oh, what are they going to be doing? What are they going to be doing? And then you end up getting a mess. No long-term direction. Like, look at this card. They're, like outside of outside of I mean Cena Rusev and Randy Orton Rollins, where's your personal feud? Usually it used to be like personal feuds on the card, like Cody and Gold uh, Goldust would have been a personal feud on the card, or Miz and Mizdow. We get them in multiple guy matches instead of having a personal feud on the card. Everything is either title matches. Only personal feud is a Divas match, and Orton versus Rollins. Everything else is a title match or, you know, Undertaker streak match, but it's not a streak match anymore. That's that's not the way it used to be done, but they can't, they don't focus on building personal feuds or anything else, but things involving the part-timers, and then they fill everybody else in. That's what happens, and it's not on purpose, but it's kind of their own fault. All right. Um, score update. Notre Dame beat Wichita State pretty badly, 81-70. It was worse. So that game was never close. So that kind of helped us because we didn't, we weren't on against a close game. Right now there is a close game. I with 2.49 left. UNC-Wisconsin, 68-64 in favor of Wisconsin, who just made a run. They were down for a while. Then it was a back-and-forth game for a while. They have a four-point lead, Wisconsin does, with 2.49 left. So tune into that game. That game, I think, is on TBS. Great game going on there. So we're going to wind down now. Again, we pretty much took most of the questions and comments. Actually, all the questions and comments we had picked, we addressed. So, And then we did the one question, part of the question that we did that wasn't addressed. So I think we did okay. All right. So we're going to wind down. Um, the show is over, but that does not mean you have to stop emailing, tweeting, or Facebooking us questions, comments, um, show scheduling questions, topic ideas, or breaking news items related to sports, entertainment, or wrestling. Um, any of those things, general feedback, reactions to any uh, what any of us said or just reactions to the show in general, any of those things you can email to us, tweet us, or Facebook us. You can email us at itspotlightbg at gmail.com. Again, it's itspotlightbg at gmail.com. Please remember putting the subject line of email some idea what that email is about. It just helps us for organization. Also, follow us and, or tweet us at ITSpotlightBG. Again, it's at ITSpotlightBG. That's my Twitter handle as well as the shows. And please remember to use the hashtag, hashtag ITSpotlight. Again, that's hashtag ITSpotlight for anything you tweet regarding our show. 
I will be tweeting tonight from th- throughout the games, obviously tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday as well. So if you want to get instant reaction from me about the games, feel free to check out my Twitter feed. Also, you can check us out on Facebook. To find our fan page, search for us using our full show title in the spotlight of Brian Garden and like our page and then go ahead and post whatever it is you like to post. Whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or email, I assure you, we check all of them. So if you post or send something, we do see it. You know, if we don't reply back or use it on the show, don't be alarmed. We see and chat, we see, read, and look at everything. Just remember that. You want to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for the latest show information. Otherwise, check out our main show page here on TalkShoe.com, which helps you with scheduling information. There's a countdown clock and upcoming episodes that appears on the main show page. Anytime I schedule a show, which is usually no earlier than a half hour before showtime, make sure you search for us on our on TalkShoe using our full show title in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. Also on that main show page, you have access to all the episodes since our move to TalkShoe, either in the episode archive at the bottom of the page where episodes are in order for most recent videos, or our most recent episode can be also found in the most recent episode box in the top right-hand corner. Um, and remember, check out our main show page regularly, especially during the week, and especially on normal show days, Tuesdays and Thursdays, but again, check it during the week in case we do special shows out of, on a different day or time, like tomorrow we're doing a Friday, morning, a Friday afternoon show, so just keep checking it regularly, but especially so on the normal show days, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, Make sure to check out our main show page here on TalkShoe.com. If you need any information and you don't follow us on Facebook and Twitter, it's very helpful. But also if you want to catch up on any episodes. You can also check us out on our second home, LivesIn.com. Just search for us using our full show title in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our show page over there, you'll find all of our most recent episodes on there from most re- the most recent date to the oldest label with dates, times, and numbers and descriptions for your community. Find the episode you want to click on it and it will play for you. Um, so feel free to check us out over there on LivesIn.com. You can also check out check out some of our older episodes on BlogTalkRadio.com. The search for it using our full show title in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our old show page, order scroll down, you'll find the first 31 episodes ever of our show. Those are our original 31 episodes. So if you're feeling nostalgic and want to check them out again, or maybe you never checked them out, feel free to go ahead and check those episodes out over there on BlogTalkRadio.com. iTunes, Mike. And check us out over there, too. Search for In the Spotlight of Ryan Gardner on iTunes. Describe, download, and enjoy this lovely voice rambling on and on in the spotlight. Thank you, Mike, for that lovely plug. I want to thank Jeff Tex. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. I almost forgot about Justin. I'm sorry, Justin. I stopped myself. I'm in such a hurry. I stopped, my, I, stopped, I stopped myself, though. I want to thank Justin for being here tonight. Welcome back, Justin. Thanks for remembering me. <laughs> thank you, Eeyore. <laughs> I want to thank Jeff Tech for being here tonight. Thank you, Jeff Tech. Obviously, I want to thank Hulk Hogan. I mean, Mike, for being here tonight. Thank you, Mike. I don't, I don't know what you were going to plug there. I, I just want to say, people, you need to ask different wrestling questions from now on from about different federations, maybe about Ring of Honor, maybe about New Japan, maybe about Pro Wrestling Noah. Just remember, not TNA. <laughs> they don't it's exist. Just, oh, look, <laughs> TNA, TNA has been doing better since the move over to Destination America. you got to give them that, at least. In, in theory. In theory. Oh, also, oh, one thing before we leave, 
if this is wrestling related, um, Rey Mysterio is talking about retirement. After the accident, after the accident last week. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, rumor is that he's talking about retirement. Well, he should have been talking about it before that, but I think I can understand why. Yeah, I think this was this kind of uh, you know, kind of brought it to a point. Hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. It was a horrific tragedy, and our condolences and thoughts and prayers to the family of that wrestler because that was that was a horrific tragedy, and it was an accident. And that happens, it's, but it doesn't make it any easier. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. At all. Um, all right, and, of course, I no easy transition out of that, but thank myself for, I think, a decent show. We went on much longer than we were supposed to. But, anyway, I think we did a good job, so. Um, pat myself on the back, and I thank all of you for your continued support and contributions to the show. Thank you so much for listening. To, uh, I'm glad we got this in. Thank you to those that are listening with the NCAA turn. Thankfully, it looks like we didn't miss a good game. Right now, we're going to, I think people have time to watch the finish of what is a good game, so that's good. We, this ain't our last show, though. We have another show tomorrow afternoon. Again, we're going to be doing it at the usual time. We used to do football Friday, 2.30, 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time tomorrow, our entertainment show for this week. We'll be doing our. We'll be presenting this week's edition of the Box Office Beat, and then again, if there's any entertainment news we absolutely, positively have to cover, we will cover it. Otherwise, we'll wait till next week. But again, only if we have to cover something, if it's necessary to get it in right then and there, we'll do it. So that's what the plan is for tomorrow's show. That will be our last show of the week, and again, around two thirty, three o'clock p.m. Eastern time tomorrow, that show will be. So until then, I hope you all have a good night. Enjoy the basketball. Good night, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.